after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials again tonight. We'll talk about the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit, like this. Okay, who tooted? My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. What do you think about that drop at the top of the show? Do you like it? I don't does care it for it. Trigger your pleasure centers? No, it does not. Me neither. But buckle up, my friends, because we have a lot of that today. Ugh. Here's something I learned. Kids are gross. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair, though. Maybe we're gross. The adults that are marketing to kids. Here's what happened. Uh, on I do another podcast called Too Beautiful to Live. And uh, we've been playing a bunch of games and talking about games on that podcast. And I wrote a newsletter all about kids' games in the 80s, things that you and I enjoyed playing, like Hungry Hungry Hippo and Perfection. Do you remember that game? It would kind of like blow up in your face yes, if you didn't get all the puzzle yes, pieces in on time. I do. When it, I, I couldn't call it to mind, but I now I have a very visceral memory of Me that. Me too. Game. I'd completely forgotten about it until I saw the box, the actual box that we had in our home in the early 1980s. And I was like, oh, of course. So, you know, these were games that uh, had a lot of action to them. They had to appeal to us, the, um, the the children with a lot of energy, but they weren't all disgusting. Listener Heidi uh, kind of read my roundup of these games from the 80s, and she said, have you been watching all the commercials for kids' games these days? She has a couple of rugrats at home. And they're all gross. They're all about people farting and pooping and toilets getting clogged and pimples getting popped. Oh and I'm going to share some of those with you today. But again, I, I don't... I mean, I'm clutching my pearls, but also adults have a show called Dr. Pimple Popper. Right, exactly. And so, you know, I I watch Botch sometimes. We have to figure oh, out... Oh, somebody <laughs> please think of the children! Like, who's to blame here? We're the adults. Like, and I also, I come at this very, with a background of prudishness. My family, we were not allowed to use the F word yeah, in as, our family. And that either. was fart. You yeah. know, we had to say stinker. Like, yeah, we, had to, we could say fuck, but we were not allowed to say <laughs> fart. Um, so, you know, I'm always super careful around kids and the language I use around them, unless I know that their parents are pretty cool with it. I we had uh, Gus, 10-year-old Gus, I'm sorry, 10-and-a-half-year-old Gus sitting here the other day when we said shit like this. Uh, but I know that, you know, his folks are fine with that. But I'm always clutching my pearl. So anyway, we're going to go through these commercials. And at the end, I'd like to, I don't know, try to wrap it up by saying, like, are we now just giving kids what they want? And is that a good thing? Or are we, like, creating a culture of coarseness? I, I don't know. Or maybe we'll just have some good time and talk about farting. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, uh, that's coming up. Plus, uh, I made fun of Kathy Lee Gifford the other day when we were playing an old uh, commercial from the 80s or 90s because she referred to a cruise ship as her ship. Well, Genevieve, turns out I really missed the boat on that one. Genevieve. Hey, Genevieve. <laughs> Turns out I really missed the boat on that one. And this is where Andrew inserts the sound effect of crickets. Or laughter. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, there's a reason why she referred Only to it the as, editor knows. <laughs> as her boat. Um, also, I'm not 
double tracking this to add any sound effects. <laughs> so sorry, you're going to get silence. Um, also, there's some dazzling details about um, a commercial for Hulu that you and I were all confused about. And somebody wrote in with some really uh, interesting backstory. On yes, a Hulu we had, we had uh, really missed a, a trick on that one as well. All right. Uh, let's get into some of this nasty shit. I will say that uh, despite the music that I chose, they're not all nasty boys in these commercials. At least there is a diversity as far as um, gender is concerned. Although, you know, let's look out for something else uh, as we go through these commercials. Now, I wasn't really paying attention this time, but when I was going through my list of um, games from the 1980s, I was actually focusing on the kids on the covers or the boards. I'm sorry, the, the boxes of the board games. Mm-hmm. I probably looked at 100 of them. Beefs. Not one family other than white kids oh, and white parents. I'm sadly very unsurprised. I wonder what that'll uh, how that'll play out because these are all new games that we're talking about in these commercials. See if there's a little bit more diversity in there. Let's start. And again, a lot of these did come from listener Heidi who says, Games are gross now. I know there are some more classic games out there like Monopoly Jr., uh, Checkers, Jenga. We have those. But none of the commercials that come on several times during kids' shows are for those games. Here are just a few examples. And she starts with Gas Out uh, from Mattel. Let me explain what you're going to be seeing here. There's a... You know, it's a card game. It's mostly just cards. But in the middle of the table, you put out this plastic character named Guster that's supposedly like a gas cloud. And it sits in the middle of the table. And then, like I say, the rest is played with cards. Maybe this commercial will explain the rest. He's Guster from Gas Out. Ain't he cute? The more you poke him, the more he toots. You can't tell when he'll fart. That's his aim. If he cuts the cheese, you're out of the game. Choose how many times you want to poke Guster. If he lets one go, you're out. Last one in wins the Gas Out game. Gas Out game comes with Guster the Gas Cloud. Jesus. Yeah. Genevieve, that's nowhere even near the worst of these. I mean, that's... That's like a... That's an innocent one. Yeah, that, I'm trying to think of what game that's basically premised on. I mean, we had, I feel like we had a game that was like... It was a, a thing that was on a, an unknown timer and, you know, you would sort of... It would... You know, you're... you're, you're you're the one holding it when it goes mm-hmm. off or yeah. whatever. And it could be any sound. It could be a chicken... Yeah. Cock-a-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. So it's like the conceptually, it's not that sort of innovative it's just a gross booger looking thing that makes fart noises yep that's what a lot of these are my friend how about this the kids i mean the kids it's it's young kids playing mm-hmm. it um i you know i was fo- very focused on guster the gas cloud and i didn't check to see like whether how diverse the group of kids were but they're pretty young like they are that age where you know, if someone says fart or somebody makes a fart noise, it's just intrinsically funny. Like, I don't really, you know, I can't get that mad about this. I think if I were a parent and this kept my kid occupied for 45 minutes or even less, I'd be thrilled with it. For the diversity count. Now I realize I've painted myself in a corner where I'm going to be delving into the backgrounds of kids that I don't even know, but it looked like it was uh, a few white kids and an Asian kid for whatever that's worth. But, um, Okay, well, let's keep going with this because what you what you point out is absolutely correct. Like, 
a lot of these games, they don't have to be fart noise right. or pooping related, but that, like, again, Hungry Hungry Hippos didn't have to be scatological. There was, like, the action of, of the game. But, like, if they were to make that today, it would be, like, farty, farty hippo, hippos. Like, right. It, well, how would you even do it? Yeah, it is true because they're, they're trying to gobble stuff up. Yeah. You just have, like, some sort of, like, some sort of... Fart vacuum? Fart eater. Yeah. See, but these, these commercials are already making me coarser, and I don't <laughs> like that. This game. I, I don't know. I kind of like coming soon from Mattel. It's fart vacuum. <laughs> How about this? This is a game called Don't Step In It from Hasbro. Um, I'm going to read to you the description, and then I'll play you the commercial. Be careful not to poop out while playing this hilarious game with messy consequences. I'll give it to you on that. I gave don't poop out, you know. I That's missed the barely boat. A it's phrase. wordplay. Uh, put on a blindfold, spin the spinner, and then take that many steps against uh, across the game mat. But watch out! Little piles of compound molded into the shape of poop have been strategically placed on the mat. Sometimes players will have to add poop, remove a poop, or even rearrange the poops along the mat. Who can avoid the number twos to be number one to win? Let's take a listen to this commercial. All the kids are barefoot and walking across this green mat that has little poops all over it. Whoa, that's a lot of poop. Don't step in it. It's the outrageous new game from Hasbro Gaming. Can you cross the mat without stepping in doo-doo? High stepping, side stepping. Just try not to step in it. Adult assembly and supervision required. Okay, I'm kind of interested in this concept. It's a long green mat. Um that the players have to walk the length of while blindfolded. And I don't know how they know whether, I don't know if they're supposed to, like if it's a memory game or if it's just luck or whatever, but scattered throughout the mat uh, in some strategic fashion are these molded poops that are squishy. They look like um, like silly putty and then you put them into a mold so that they take on the, the shape of like yeah, a little poop I get, emoji. Yeah, and I get the appeal of the, the arts and crafts appeal of that. It's so gross. It's terrible. It is. This is awful. It's gross because it's poop, but I like that. I like the concept and I would, you know, I wish it was like, you know, I mean, I can't think of anything that's like as obvious as that, but like gum, you know, it's like don't step in the gum. You could make it could make it about gum. You still end up with a, a toy that is like a, a, a silly putty-esque um, material that kids have stuck their gross-ass feet in over and over and well, over again. Well, that's a particular thing that you wouldn't enjoy, but I can see as a parent, like, it being... I can see the appeal of it. It's so tactile, the blindfoldedness of it. Like, it's very... I mean, these kids that they show playing it are very young. I mean, this is not a game. This is like a game for a kid who's, like, too young to understand the strategic... Uh, you know, way that you win Candyland. You think they're that? Let's take a look at these kids again. These kids are probably. I'm gonna, you know, this kid there. He's that probably kid like is, 10. seems old, but I think like the kids who are playing. I mean, this is a family. Mm-hmm. Also, I like to, to note that this is not a white family. Oh yeah, uh, good point. I think they're Latino. Um, the looks like the youngest kid in this family is pretty young. The, the little girl? The little girl. Yeah, she's probably like six or seven, maybe. Yeah, I mean, these are, you know, this is a game for, for families and for very, very young kids. And I even think, like, most of the kids in that are, are even too old for it. They're probably, it's harder, probably harder to make a commercial with younger child actors more than it is to get a young children to play this game. Everybody should just put their damn shoes on and play Uno. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're going to have a... Ha- they like, should all go take a shower, clean up, get <laughs> dressed, and play Uno. So, you know, the fact that it's poop is like, 
a little gross, but I find this way less upsetting than Guster the fart machine or mm. whatever. How do you feel about Pop the Pig? Now, this one I didn't feel terribly about, other than it doesn't look like a very fun game. Heidi points out again, she sent us this one, and she said that uh, this can't be great for body image issues either. And it's <laughs> a, a, a pig in the middle of the table that you keep... It's like a pig dressed up like a chef, I think, a fat chef, a very yeah. slovenly chef. Sure. And uh, you keep, As all fat people are, and just then, slovenly, yep. ill-fitting clothes. And you keep shoving some sort of plastic food into its mouth right. and then pushing his hat down. And then, he, and every time you do it, his belly gets a little bit bigger, stretches the belt a little bit so he's more. he's inflating. And he's kind of inflating, and then eventually he's going to explode. Who's going to pop the pig? Feed him a burger. Yum. Keep feeding him. The more he eats, the bigger he gets. And his belly gets bigger, bigger, and bigger. He pops! Pop the pig is belly-busting fun by Goliath. Okay, I don't like anything about this. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily for the the fat shaming. It's it's kind of, it's just unpleasant in every ways. First of all, it's the same basic concept as Guster the Fart Machine. Yeah, I you're going to find there's not a lot of variety in the only, end game only of a few things. ways that yeah. the the game ends um but i yeah i don't like anything about that and i don't like um yeah i just like stuffing an animal that we also eat mm-hmm. full of food and it's dressed like a chef which like seems like it always seems like insult to injury like when they put a chef on a tur- chef hat on yeah. a turkey at thanksgiving it's like come on yeah it's already bad what enough kind of for the turkeys. You're really going to hate the next game. It's called foie gras. <laughs> no, that's a terrible thing to say. Um, yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem like a very fun also, game either. And also, the food, the the pudding, the hamburgers or hot dogs in his face isn't what's making him inflate. Yes, this game. Also, they're alighting a lot with the editing. That mm-hmm. at the end when he quote explodes. They just put like a like a cartoon pow over it. Yeah, the only cartoon so we animation d- we've seen the whole thing. So we don't really see what happens when his belly explodes, and I'm mm-hmm. betting it is fantastically underwhelming. Yeah, then they show they go back to it, and you see that its buckle had broken. Yeah, but I think there's I think that it's just like extremely underwhelming. Underwhelming. I could not <laughs> yeah. agree more. All right, so that's a big no on uh, Pop the Pig. That's from a. a if you want to have called- a game that has some sort of ticking clock element. I guess Guster the Gas Cloud is your best bet. Good grief. Um, so that reminds me, there's another one that I couldn't... Yeah, there's basically like... A, there there wasn't really a commercial for this, so I didn't put it in here. But it, there was another one called like Pass the Gas or something. Or it's like this terrible, disgusting farting machine that essentially it's like musical chairs. Yes. You're just passing it around. Um, uh, all of these uh, games, by the way, come from either Mattel, Hasbro, or something called Goliath. Um, oh, there's also something called Sambro, for whatever that's worth. I, I feel like this Goliath game uh, company has really gotten into the gross games. They've done this next one, too, called Gooey Louie. Let me just see if the audio will explain what's going on here. <laughs> Gooey Louie just sneezed. Look what came out of his nose. Gooey's. Pull one out, but watch out. Pick the wrong one, and he'll flip his lid. Oh, no, his brains flew out. Go ahead and pick a winner. <laughs> 
Gooey Louie by Goliath. Yeah, I will oh, say I wish no, you picked Oh No, His Brains Flew Out as a shit like this this week. <laughs> yeah, and sorry. I would like to formally request that it be added to our stock. Everybody's an those. editor. Um, yeah, the brain thing doesn't even make sense. So it's this big oh, plastic. No. If you pick your nose enough, your brains will fall out. Out the back of your head? It doesn't even make sense. So it's this big, doofusy looking plastic head it's that barely, sits in the middle of the table. It's barely humanoid. It yeah, it's looks, like a cartoon. It looks like if you just had a big nose and you stuck some eyeballs and a mouth on it. It's a little Wallace and Gromity. Little Wallace and Gromit's got the great big bug eyes. Mm-hmm. And it sits in the middle of the table. And again, the head itself is about the size of a child's head. And coming out of its nose is a bunch of green. It's, it's Sometimes they seem like they're sticks, but other times it seems like it's actually some sort of gooey material. Like real boogers. And the, yeah, and the kids are like pulling these things out. But again, I think there's a little bit of editing going. Oh, maybe it's like gummy worm material. But you're right. It's and then you get to a point they're where... They're very sort of tricky with the editing. Sometimes it looks like it's really um, mucusy. Mm-hmm. But I think what it really is is basically like a glow-in-the-dark um, pipe cleaner. Sure, yeah. Um, and then it looks like the final one that you pull isn't actually a loose thing. It's a string that's attached to something... Uh, you know, a mechanism in the head, and then suddenly you pull that thing. So this is pickup sticks. Oh, is that what pickup sticks is? Or Jenga, or it's like it's anything yeah. where like if you get unlucky and you pick the thing that causes it to collapse. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a game that we had. Actually, I loved it as a kid. Um, you would have like a bunch of very thin sort of skewer-like sticks. And I they would, saw that today. They would stick through uh, like a plastic. Uh, cylinder mm-hmm. and I think there was like a marble or something or maybe marbles mm-hmm. in it and the goal very much like Jenga was to remove the sticks taking turns and not to be the one who released the marbles yes uh, I just that's still uh, a going concern I just saw it today and no one had to attach any gross bodily functions exactly to, it to sell it to me those were my thoughts as well um, was it maybe Hasbro that it made it? It was still oh, what God, it was was a bunch no of idea. it was a cylinder like a bong basically. Okay, so um, a child-sized bong, <laughs> like a child-sized bong, and uh, there were marbles on top. And like you said, you kind of created this nest of crossed, yeah, like spaghetti thin uh, uh, sticks. And then you would each person would remove one of those sticks until eventually it all comes tumbling down. Um, I wish you could find it here, but that's a I fun can't. game. I would play that game yeah. right now. Um, well, we have a show to do, so I think it would make some really good pod. Heidi also sent in this one called Toilet Trouble. This involves an actual little white plastic toilet, the size maybe the size if that I walk a into Smurf someone's would house. Use. If I walked into someone's house as an adult who had children and I saw this on their toy mm-hmm. shelf, I would make a 180 and we would go home. And uh, attached to the toilet is a toilet paper roll that you spin. It's like a mini version of the Price is Right wheel mm-hmm. that you spin with a little arrow and there's a number uh, attached uh, to each piece of paper on the toilet roll. And you spin that and the commercial will explain the rest, I think. It's the Toilet Trouble Game. Fill the water, spin the roll, and see how many times you should flush. Sometimes you avoid the spray, and sometimes you won't. So that's what it is. The toilet paper roll tells you how many times you have to flush the handle, and then you have to look right into the toilet bowl, and eventually one of those flushes is going to release a stream of water shooting out of the toilet into your little child's face. (laughs) The last player to flush without getting sprayed wins. Ugh. 
They show the, the kids like the toilet trouble game. Ages four and up, adult assembly required. They show the kids like wiping the spray off their face. I think it's very telling that after the mom in this commercial like sets it up for these very little kids, I would also note. She, she leaves the room. She pieces right out. She, get she does not want to see that. out of here. That is awful. You know what's even more awful? Okay, Heidi, I'll see your toilet trouble and I'll raise you <laughs> a flushing frenzy, which has an actual little brown plastic no! turd that pops up out Stop! of the back of a toilet. Stop! Take a listen to Flush and Frenzy from Mattel. From the makers of Guess Out, it's Flush and Frenzy. Flush the handle to see how many times to plunge. Look out, you pop the poo. Make the grab and get a token. Catch it in midair and it's twice the points. The one with the most tokens wins. Flush and Frenzy, the game. What are we teaching our children? Yeah, that the turd would come out the back of the toilet tank. Don't try to catch sense. the turd. Yeah, but also, why would it come out the back of the tank? All of this is awful. There's so awful. They, it's teaching them some really bad lessons about the way toilets work. It and the, the, they plunge the front of the toilet, and it must build something up. And yes. then again, it's like it's hot potato. Yeah. Eventually, you push it. It collects enough air in there that it shoots a turd out the tank of the toilet and goes right into the air. A, a turd, I might add, that looks essentially like a Twix bar. Yes, looks um, delicious. It, <laughs> I I am so disgusted. It's just. I mean, it's like they. It's like they can't get gross enough. They're what? like, well, we already did a, there's a toilet game and there's a farting game, but how could we get kids to actually wrap their hands around a fake turd? And I like the way they began with him saying like, from the makers of Pass the Gas, I, or it was one we already played, right? I think it was right? Gas Out, right? Gas Out, Guster right. the Gas Club. And now I'm seeing that YouTube wants to suggest this. This wasn't even on the show sheet. How about this, a game called Plumber Pants from Hasbro, Australia. Plumber's here to fix the sink. See how many tools you can add to his belt. But be careful. Too many and you'll see his undies and get splashed. Plumber Pants from Hasbro Gaming. Again, you get splashed with water. You keep adding. It's like it's a it's a it's a plumber's ass sticking out from under a little toy sink. And you keep adding plastic things to his tool belt until his pants fall down. His head shoots up out of the sink and water sprays everywhere. There must be one where they where you pour a certain amount of water into something until it finally pees itself, right? Not on my list. Well, there you go. There you go, uh, Goliath. Free idea. Although I do think that my sister might have had a doll that you would put water there into. There was a Betsy Wetsy. Yeah, I wonder if that is what It was to teach thinking. girls that you have to change diapers a lot. Why only girls? That's who changes diapers. But what if the dad is babysitting? <laughs> I hate that so much. Sometimes dads babysit. Oh, no, they don't. They're dads. Your kid, too, buddy. All right. Uh, okay, let's get out of the realm of human defecation and get into a more comfortable area dog <laughs> defecation. Yes, with so much more comfortable. Doggy dude. Everyone's favorite doggy is back. Feed him. Spin it. And squeeze the leash. Doggy did what doggies do. Everyone's favorite doggy, doggy do. So again, it's the same thing. What you is to, even the game? You though? have to keep squeezing the leash, and eventually, it, you know, it keeps on making farting noises. But the poop doesn't come out until it builds up a certain amount of pressure. Then a turd comes out of the dog's ass. Now, did I see a child in that commercial sniffing the dog fart? 
Uh, maybe. Let's see here. Like, is it just air, or is there something that is making it a dog fart? I don't think it smells bad. I think the kid is just covering his face because farts are gross so, and funny, so and you're supposed to squeeze your nose for them. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, are we getting any closer so to far, answering our question? Are we destroying our children, or are our children destroying us? Okay, well, let me ask you this. We've talked a lot about, we talked about um, the unboxing trend where you have basically just, you're just teaching kids that the only point of acquiring something is the acquisition of it and the, that the consumption is the unwrapping of it mm -hmm. and then it's time for, a t it's time to buy a new toy so you can also unwrap and unbox that toy. We talked about that trend and others have written about it with uh, much more eloquence than we have, but which is worse? a trend of pretty gross toys and i mean look no one's playing a lot of these a lot of these are like little stupid things that once upon a time you'd have just gotten at spencer's gifts i don't know for the, like the a reason, gag gift for your 13 year old cousin one of the reasons i wanted to point out is that most of these are mattel and hasbro like these are and, and then this other goliath games but like toilet trouble was hasbro flush and frenzy was mattel these aren't like these aren't just gag gifts i don't think these are probably in the kids section of of target well maybe i'm wrong maybe these are like the new staples of american uh home gaming but because heidi doesn't have them but she says she sees them watching you know kids programming on hulu or whatever ad council no judgment except for the one about the toilet squirting you in the face in which case just don't tell me but if you do your kids have any of these gross games any that we haven't covered or don't cover um and do you play them with any regularity and like what's the What's the use factor on these? So just to be clear, toilet squirting you in the face is worse than turd popping out the back of the toilet and you got to catch it? I guess I'm like morbidly curious to know if someone's doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was doggy. -doo. Also, I would rather catch a plastic turd than be squirted in the face with pretend toilet water. Yeah. yeah sue I me. Think, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, by the way, do you think just possible title for today's show, Back by Popular Demand? <laughs> Definitely worth a consideration. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's um, answer the question that we set at the top of the show. That question being, who tooted? In this commercial, we see a a, a very very proper. I'm gonna guess supposedly British couple, all dressed up from a different era, having their tea time, and then I bet they're they about hear, to get their world rocked. Their world is rocked, and suddenly um, they realize they're sharing a room and a space for some reason with a family that is playing a game called Who Tooted. Okay, who tooted? In this rip-roaring game, players try to figure out who made that funny sound. There's plenty of bluffing and finger-pointing, but in the end, it all comes back to who cut the cheese. Can you keep a straight face after you cut one loose? Who tooted? By Goliath, batteries not included. Okay. I'm not saying we should get this game, mm -hmm. but this is by far the most interesting conceptual game I've seen. Really? Yes. What do you, what's getting you? Well, it's it's di it's it, for one thing, it's not the same old uh, you know, you know, hot potato. Oh, I see. Or you're, whatever. You're, you're secretly farting, huh? Yeah. So every, everybody is holding a. Controller. Yeah. So the way the game is played, I'm I'm unsure exactly what the mechanism is for how you really do are the one who executes the fart sound, but there's a little circular game board and everybody has like a little squeezer uh sort of plunger or something mm -hmm. in their hand and it has a little connecting line to the the farting guy in the center who just looks sort of like a generic peter griffin or something mm -hmm. um and everybody has the opportunity to 
squeeze and when he makes a fart sound it's unclear which squeezer did it and i don't know how you determine which mm-hmm. one really did it but it's a bluffing game mm-hmm. it's the first and like actually that's like actually kind of a fun way like that's a fun skill to to do in gaming yeah right? you see like the mom looking at the kid and the kid's all like Whoa. yeah it's like you know how like in balderdash or dictionary uh which is you know just when you play it with the dictionary the fun is can be getting it right but it can also be fooling someone into getting mm-hmm. it wrong mm-hmm. uh okay this is um by a company called sambro i'm also less uh, offended by it it's like just less gross to me yeah, than, I mean, than catching well, I a think flying they, turd. But I think we're near nearing the end of this list, and now like you've, you've, this is what we're doing to the kids. We're making them more and more desensitized. Well, I'll just I'll say like a little bit of farting I can live with as a humorous, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trope for a child. Catching a flying turd, being sprayed by fake toilet water, I feel crosses the line. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. How do you feel about wearing turds on your head for a, no apparent reason <laughs> other than they wanted to release a game called Poopy Head? <laughs> hey, what's that? It's Poopy Head. Play your cards in the right order. As fast as you can. And when you're done, squeeze the whoopee cushion. Whoever has the most cards left is a Poopy Head. Poopy Head, the game where number two always wins. From Sambro. Now, so you wear the poopy hat when you're ahead. No, they're all wearing the poops on their head. The dad is wearing two only because I think he's being silly. I don't think it has anything to do with the gameplay. These are little again, like in a picture emoji turds about the size of my bell here, like a typical um, like a bell that you'd see on a desk somewhere for service. Uh, and they're wearing them on their head, but then it sounds like the person with the most cards wins and you push the whoopee cushion. I don't think the little turd hats have anything to do with gameplay. Wow, it was... Do you want to re- watch again? It was very hard to follow that then. Okay, yeah. watch again. Hey, what's that? It's Poopy Head. Play your cards in the right order. As fast as you can. And when you're done, squeeze the whoopee cushion. Whoever has the most cards left is a poopy no, head. No, you know what? The loser I, is the poopy head. I think you're right, though, because... It, it's basically Uno. It looks like there's. it starts off with more poops on the table, and then as the game goes on, they end up on people's heads. Yes. So maybe that is a way of keeping score. I think it's a way of keeping score. It's like a simplified version of Uno for young kids who who don't have as many. Like It's just like, I think, you know... Actually, it may just be Uno. It's colored cards with numbers on them. Um, and instead of like saying Uno or whatever, you hit this whoopee cushion. And this is just this is just such so lazy. Like this is just someone who, like whose kid called them called said, calls everybody a poopy head, and they're like, oh, there's a there's a game design idea. All right. Well, I have one more for you here, and this I think is one of the grossest, if not the grossest, uh, for my money. It is called. Pimple Pete. This is a terrible, terrible commercial, by the way. You see three kids uh, in a living room somewhere playing Pimple Pete. Uh, it's a big plastic head, looking like kind of an Archie Andrews-ish um, or Johnny Rocket-ish looking uh, teenager head. Uh, and they're playing Pimple Pete. And then there's some guy in the corner of the screen wearing a headset, like a gamer headset, and he's kind of explaining the action. I don't exactly is this like understand. A twi- it's, I understand it's not... That that uh, Pimple Pete is not played on Twitch, but like, is it 
referencing that. It might be something along those lines. But basically, this plastic head has a bunch of little rubber doohickeys all over that you got to pull off the plastic head. And eventually, if you pull the wrong one, it squirts all over you. Oh, it's Pimple Pete. God. We're playing Pimple Pete. Ricky's trying slow and steady. Oh, no! Pimple juice! Ooh, gotta oh, see that one more time! Ew, gross! Keep on popping with hashtag Pimple Pete. How awful is that? That is really, like... Revolting? Revolting. Like, I mean, it, it's nauseating. It's nauseating. Now, again, it's not teaching kids about science because you're pulling a pimple off of the kid's forehead and then it squirts out the nose. I don't even understand how... It's, yeah, I'm not sure if even if it was more anatomically correct that it would be, quote, teaching kids about science. Probably not. Um, it is absolutely disgusting. It's lazy. And it's just, it's conceptually like so many of these where it's just like, when do you pull out the, the Jenga stick that yeah. topples it all you know pimple pete's got a would problem would you rather I, now i found the one thing i would rather have fake toilet water splashed on yeah. me oh absolutely i'd play experience. the toilet one over this pimple pete's got a problem says the description here from spin master games he's got some pimples and needs to pop them after jen's perfect pop ricky tries to extract a three-point pimple with a slow and steady approach will he succeed or get sprayed find out and share your pops with hashtag pimple pete also this game was already invented and a million times better and it was called operation yes well I don't know if I... Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like the slow and steady hand. It's about dexterity to a degree, although operation seems way more challenging. Yes, it's and, a, and, and, a, and more interesting and yeah. visually exciting. I loved operation. I think operation has... Like, it literally is like... if you can see if you're going to succeed or not. That's it really true. is up to you. Whereas this one, I think it's is probably a luck. luck of the draw. I think they yeah. want to make it sound like it's, if you're pulling too hard or too slow, but I don't think that's it. I think eventually it's just going to squirt. Well, operation is a great game. That's all I wanted to say. This, so... To answer the question we said at the top of the show, Operation is a good game. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're going to go with on that? I mean, Operation is kind of, you know, visceral. I mean, yeah. it's very cartoony. Obviously, you know, the the T-bone looks like a steak or yeah. whatever. Or that, is that right? I forget what all It has things. goofy things in there. It has goofy there, yeah. things that are like jokes about the thing that, that the bone is called or the organ mm, is called. The funny bone. I think yeah, you know, like, it, but it, so it wasn't. It was bodily, but it wasn't. It wasn't especially. Um, it wasn't scatological. Literal, or yeah. yeah, or and it certainly wasn't scatological. It wasn't like you had to go get the colon out, and it was like you know a piece oh, of punctuation. Oh. Although operation, you know, for a new generation, make maybe, it a colon. You know, but like a colon, like a little, like two dots. Like punctuation. Like punctuation. Oh. A joke only a grammarian could love. Oh my! I'm actually the reason I'm stalling here is I'm trying to make a, a semicolon joke and I can't do Commercials it. in the news. All right, let's leave all that crap behind. Um, literally, um, uh, the boy who played Anthony in the famous Prince Spaghetti commercials has passed away. That's your commercials in the news headline for today. I need to be 100% honest with you, Genevieve, and the listening audience. I'm not 
familiar with these commercials, but uh, according to a lot of headlines today, especially headlines coming out of Boston, uh, but all over the place nationally, this commercial was a huge cultural hallmark of the time. It came out in 1969, and it stars uh, a little boy uh, playing Anthony, uh, the actor's name, by the way, Anthony Martinetti. He was 63 years old. He passed away. This commercial came out in 1969, and it showed a... uh, uh, a, a woman yelling out her window trying to get Anthony to come home to eat spaghetti. And it's uh, the commercial um, shows a bunch of kind of intercuts images of family life, of like an Italian-American family uh, getting ready for spaghetti night in the house and Anthony, little Anthony, running home so he's not late for spaghetti night. I'm going to play it for you. I think this probably um, this will mean a lot to uh, some of our listeners. I just happen to be in the dark with this one. Um, also, the audio is a little bit weird at the beginning of this. Anthony Martinetti lives in Boston, on Prince Street, in the Italian North End. The home for more than 50 years of the Prince Spaghetti Company. Anthony knows a lot about local Italian customs. And he knows a lot about Prince because that's a local custom, too. Prince is more than just authentic. It's something that grows you. With wheat germ energy, other pastas leave out. You get that wheat germ energy. Most days, Anthony takes his time going home. WGE. But not today. Today is Wednesday. And as every family in the north end of Boston will tell you, Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. Anthony makes it home all out of breath uh, at the we, end of the commercial. We actually have talked about this commercial. Have we? Yeah, it was years ago. I don't remember it. Um, it was in episode 74. Whoa, we're on 251 right now. We are. Um, I I don't remember what we said about it. We could go back and listen mm. to it, I suppose. But um, no, no, notably, it was in the episode where we talked about the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. Huh. For whatever I reason, why. I don't know how we. And it's just—it's not listed as an ad council thing there. I it may be. I just I just have a list of the commercials we talked about. Oh, I see. It's, it's not from a, our show notes. It was probably an ad council. I see. I see. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, here's a one quote. So yeah, I didn't realize that they used the kid's name, last name, in the commercial itself. And so here's a quote from him uh, in an interview from years ago. I always understood that the commercial was larger than me, that I had a responsibility to preserve what that commercial meant to people, he told the Boston Globe. Actually, this says last year, so when I say years ago, I mean year ago. Uh, I knew that if I got into trouble, little Anthony from the spaghetti commercial would be all over the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Anthony. Martin Yeti later worked as a court officer in Dedham and lives in Boston's West Roxbury neighborhood. So I don't know. I, really, I would this, like more this information. This commercial on, really kept him in line all his life. Yeah, I would like to know. Yeah, he'd, he'd be like one of those uh, <laughs> North End thugs if, <laughs> if, right. if he weren't so famous. I, I'd like to know more about the casting of him. Like if this really was his name, why did he end right. up getting this role, you know? Yeah, it'd be interesting to know how they how it came to be. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The commercial ran nationally for 13 years, um, and uh, a week is planned on Thursday. So I don't know uh, how that works during pandemic time. I just didn't know how to end my sentence. Rest in peace, Anthony. I guess that'll do. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. 
Well, Veeves, I guess you could say I sort of missed the boat with the Kathy Lee Gifford cruise ship commercial. Huh? Sorry, what's that? Nothing. Well, oh, okay. I, just, I thought I heard you say something. I didn't. Oh, okay, gotcha. Looks like I really missed the boat with the uh, Kathy Lee Gifford commercial. About to go off the boat. <laughs> I am talking about this one from Carnival Cruise Lines. Caribbean's fabulous. Every island has its own personality, its own flavor. But the place I like best of all, and I'm sure you will too, is right on board my ship, the Superliner Celebration. If they could see you now, I love that song. Look at that bathing suit. Yeah, she really has panache. She really oh does. God, the outfits in this thing. I got to say it again. Anyway, um, okay, so I said, why does she say my boat or my ship or whatever she says there? Well, Matt in Kirkland wrote in to say uh, in the Carnival Cruise Lines commercial, she describes the ship as hers. It's a tradition for cruise ships to have a godmother or ship sponsor. She was, in fact, godmother to two ships in the fleet, the other being the Ecstasy. Below is a link to the other, the other ships. The it should have been the ecstasy and the agony. Yeah, she was with the celebration and the ecstasy. Uh, and he sent a link to um, Wikipedia that lists all these different ship sponsors. Carnival Cruise Lines has, let's see here, well, Kathy Lee Gifford. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Judy uh, Dench. The, uh, the Carnival Horizon. Uh, Judy Dench. Carnival Legend. Uh, Mira Sorvino, the Carnival Liberty. Who else do we see? Vanna White, Carnival Kay- Panorama. Katie Couric. Uh, where is she? I see Carnival Valor. Um, you also have um, there are Jennifer There's fictional Hudson. characters for the Disney cruise Yeah, line. like Tinkerbell and Mariah Carey. <laughs> I think Mariah Carey really exists. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley have the MS Zandem on Holland. Oh, my God. Pitbull is a cruise sponsor for a Nor- for the Norwegian cruise line Escape. That's nice. Reba McIntyre's got one. Melania Kelly Trump. Kim Cattrall. The Rockettes. Oh, because Nor- Norway. They're a Norwegian band. Rosie O'Donnell. Um, the Rockettes are a Norwegian band? Oh, I'm sorry. The Rock. You know who I was thinking? I was thinking of... Um, the Ravenettes, who are not Norwegian, <laughs> but they are from somewhere else. Pretty unusual. It's like a small indie band. <laughs> that is a really sorry. Thank you for stopping me on that. I'm just like I'm sure you I have like letters. half of a brain. They're Danish, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> to see if there's any Danish cruise lines. Yeah, okay. uh, let's see here. Princess Cruise Lines. Who do we have on this? Martha uh, Stewart. Oh yeah. Um, Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge. Florence Henderson. The Royal Princess, that makes sense. Um, let's see here. Uh, Royal Caribbean. Um, Gloria Estefan. Um, Steph- Stephanie Graff. Tennis? Tennis, yeah. Tennis, Stephanie Graff. all right, look. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Um, Serenade of the Seas from Royal Caribbean. So anyway, I love this. that is really interesting. Matt, you, you're my fact-checking cousin, yeah, man. Absolutely. I had no idea. I love that you knew that and that you sent us that link. Thank you so much. If I could thank you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, you saw some stuff on I Facebook, go, right? I would only go on it. I'm not really a cruise person, but if I had to go on a cruise... Definitely, I want the one that Pitbull is the godfather. Oh, I thought of. for sure you're going to say you want to go with Kathy Lee Gifford. I mean, that I wouldn't would say fun. no. I wouldn't say no to that. Um, I don't really want on to, her boat. On her boat, I bet you get the, yeah. the good shit if you're on her boat with her. Yeah. Um, but no, I want to go on Pitbull's cruise. Yeah, that's that's a good call. It's called the Fireball. I wish. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so you saw something on Facebook from Kevin, I want to say. Is this the Hulu thing? I did. So we talked about the Hulu ad last week um, in which there were uh, a number of uh, professional athletes advertising that Hulu now has live sports, but seemingly only doing so because they, was, they, were, very, they were very clear they were doing it contractually. I mean, it was mm-hmm. all done in fun, but they kept referring to their contracts. In, weir- in a weird way that it seemed to come up to us, like two-thirds of the way into the commercial or halfway yeah. into the commercial, like suddenly it became this sort of meta commentary about these people being paid to be the spokesperson right. for Hulu. Yeah, it was very strange to me because I didn't have the context. Um, but thank you, Kevin, because you did have the context for us. Uh, Kevin writes, I think the Hulu contract bit relies on remembering the first set of Hulu, or in my case, seeing at all, the first set of Hulu ads where the athletes openly say they are just doing them for the money. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen these. He says, maybe thinking everyone remembers a pre-COVID campaign in these uncertain times is a stretch. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But these are actually really funny. Okay. I don't know that they do that amazing of a job advertising Hulu as a service, but as little movies, I like them. So this first one has Damian Lillard in it? Yes. Um, Basketball? I want to say basketball. Um, Yes, NBA NBA basketball is when it aired, so that would make sense. Uh, So Damian's sitting in a tattoo parlor. Um, and this definitely signals like pre-COVID times. You know, I bet you that when they were planning these, they would have run these more, but maybe felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. doing it. Like getting a tattoo right now feels very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting in the tattoo chair, getting a tattoo of um, the phrase uh, Hulu has live sports on his arm. Um, the tattoo artist is questioning him about it. And the other voice you're going to hear, I think, is his agent who's sitting nearby. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. <laughs> well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? No. <sighs> exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? <laughs> uh, yeah. How? Oh. How much are they paying you? At the end, he just looks at the camera and then it flashes to him wearing a Hulu shirt and money raining down on him. So it's a strange pitch, I think. Although I thought the acting and the writing was very funny. I I love his agent. Not if you want to get sued. Not if you don't want to get sued. Uh, a tough dolphin, I think, is a great line. Yeah, right. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, pretty good. And there's another one in this series. Yes, and this uh, this is also a basketball player, Giannis uh, Adetokounmpo, uh, who is coming into like his agent's office, and he's wearing Hulu green fuzzy bedroom slippers. Come on, Giannis, let's see him. I don't know about these guys. <laughs> huh? Who's the deal was this? Listen, Giannis, we get it. They're they're different. Do you have to wear these out in public? No, no, no. never, never. <laughs> no, no, no. See, out in the world, you're Nike. But on the couch, you're Hulu has live sports. <laughs> I do like how they feel on my toes. Wait till you see how they feel in your bank account. Hulu has live sports. He is so charming. Isn't I know that charming? I don't know much about that world of. of uh, I almost said. No, it is NBA basketball. <laughs> well, what then is you were almost right. <laughs> what is happening to me? I, don't, I almost said NBA basketball. 
I don't know much about MLB basketball, but um, I know that he's a beloved uh, person because, I mean, he's just, I, I think, unprecedented as far as his physical prowess, but also just a sweet, sweet, I've sweet guy. I've heard all those things are true. Yeah. Um, his comic timing is good. And I love that they reference another company. I was say, shocked no, out that. in the world, you're Nike. Uh, uh, Nike. Nike. <laughs> Yeah, out in the world, you're Nike. They like the look on his. Uh, it looks like it's maybe his his agent and his. Uh, I don't know some other person in his in his uh, business empire uh, are like whoa 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 no you don't ever wear no, these outside. No 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 no. Uh, I love it. Good ad campaign and it is. I mean. I mean, it makes you think about. It makes me remember Hulu. I yes, guess and, that. and it, I mean, it go. We, I don't know if we've done a whole show on this, but it's definitely come up before that. Like. Can a commercial be good given the context of the larger campaign? And I guess the answer is yes. Like once I know, I mean, you are dependent on the viewer keeping up with you, right? You're kind of rolling the dice on that a little bit and that you're going to have a big enough ad buy that you can kind of flood the zone and, and, and stay in people's mind long enough so that they can connect the dots. I almost wonder if this, we, we picked that ad to talk about last week because it fit our theme of, half in half out mixed mm-hmm. messages about the about covid and clearly they made that ad to address the fact that these athletes haven't been playing for a while um and that sports was put on hold i think they might have been ad- well advised to do like a re- somehow recap those previous commercials in a way mm-hmm. to like bring to remind to bring the audience along with their little yeah, story yeah yeah maybe yeah Huh. Anyway, I like it. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, let's get out of here. Hey, everybody, thank you for um, all of the links. Actually, big thanks again to Heidi, who sent me a lot of those gross game commercials and, of course, gave us the idea for the show. You can email us after these messages show at gmail.com. Again, that's after these messages show at gmail.com. You can call us at 607 444 5597. If any of those game commercials reminded you of a game jingle, mm-hmm. might be a good time to call that in. Ooh, I like that. Um, Operation. And you can visit us on the Facebook group where there's uh, always something uh, interesting happening. Shoots and ladders. No, not that one either. I don't either. think they all had a, the <laughs> okay, same made-up song. I, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm out here trying. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah.